0: Hello and thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Conversation that inspire, that's how it's called, is a conversation podcast by me, Avon Lorek, where I talk with people who've achieved great things and have inspired me greatly. I seek to learn from them and share our findings with you on here. Guests have included athletes, artists, business people, chefs and others. If you do like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you usually get your podcast. This will really help the show and you get the next episodes right onto your device as soon as they come out. You can find more information on the website, which is conversations that inspire one word dot wordpress dot com. That's conversations that inspire dot wordpress dot com. Or you can contact me on Twitter at Romain podcast one word. Have a great episode today and looking forward to hearing from you. Take care. So, hello Ulla. Hi. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you. So, can you introduce yourself?
1: I'm a classical singer. I lived as a professional musician for 25 years, and uh, I have a wonderful husband. I have two daughters, teenage daughters, which are quite sweet, actually. (laughs) And we're having a good time together. And uh, today, I am an uh, entrepreneur. Uh, I built my own company a couple of years ago, so um today I work with performance helping people to get the best make the best performance mm-hmm. when they have to perform so it could be could be musicians going for auditions or could be uh, professional people in the in an industry who wants to make a presentation or uh, have the self confidence for a powerpoint or it could be students so um I'm combining my experience from being a professional singing singer, standing in front of thousands of people, going to auditions well, wow. and uh, sitting in a jury mm-hmm. for many times to help other people these mm-hmm.
0: days. Do you remember uh, your first time thinking, singing in front of thousands of people?
1: Yeah, and I don't think that was because th- at that time I was in a group so that's not yeah. so challenging as if you're on your own. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, particularly in the, the new house on Danish National Radio, we uh, we had 2,000 people, mm. which is quite nice.
0: Did you have a solo moment?
1: Yes, before? I did. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. It's, um, I like that.
0: And um, how did you get ready for that at the time? Practice. Practice.
1: Practice. Practice and um then i worked for years building a bridge between practicing and entering the room where i use uh, sports psychology so i prepare my living room at home prepare attending that uh, pretending that it is i have all this audience sitting there or i have a jury sitting so i do my stuff as i already as i'm already there and that makes a big difference, I think.
0: So you use visualization a lot? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And w- how did that come about?
1: Um, that came because I was studying at the University of Copenhagen, studying music, mm. and I always loving to sing. And I was singing a Friday afternoon, and my friend told me afterwards, you, Ula, you sing beautifully, but you look so boring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, well, was that right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure she was absolutely right because I was so, my head and body was so full of this technique, specializing yeah. as a classical singer. Mm. You you practice the technique mm. for years and years and years, and you have into every single little detail, and sometimes you just forget how to how to send the message of the music yeah. to the audience, and mm. um, I think she was absolutely right, but I. I just had to swallow this, you know. Ah, oh, okay. I look so boring, but then I thought, oh, I have to dig into that. I have to find out what is, what is the component of, of being a good performer. Is it just given by God that you can, do a perfectly interesting performance all the time, or can you actually learn all the, a lot of different things that can strengthen your performance?
0: Okay, so. I think you'll tell us more about what you found, uh, what are the components of being a great performer. I'm also interested in knowing how you got to think about it. how did you what methodology did you use to find out those components? What questions did you ask yourself?
1: I ask myself, is it uh, given that you look interesting in your face when you do a performance? Mm. Is it uh, given that you always can control your body? Mm. What are you up to? And um, I knew from being a singer, you are your own instrument. You don't buy a new instrument. You have it uh, with you. And you, of course, work a lot of of balance and the muscular tension in the whole body. But uh, when you get uh, nervous, you can't count on this this body. So as a singer, you can't really count on, on your instrument because your instrument doesn't have the size that it normally has. So on top of you have to play on your instrument. Your, your instrument is actually smaller than norman, normally so so i I was very much into the physics of the uh, the physical stuff of the body, and I think that's because i didn't want to be a singer. I wanted to be a a physiotherapist, so I always had this interest in muscles and uh, the how can you train the body how can you how can you split things and put it together yeah. again
0: yeah and and if i, I imagine a, an artist coming in a room and for an audition, and if that artist is completely paralyzed it's um uh, that has the power to completely uh, stop the the performance.
1: Absolutely, and because you can't relax as an audience if you if you feel all this tension from the person, because you immediately got to get the, to be in their situation. Oh, poor, poor girl, poor guy. Uh, oh, I hope they will end as dig- with as much dignity as possible. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to relax as an audience, you have to be comfortable with the person on the stage. And I, I thought a lot about how do I make people comfortable so they can lean back in their seats and just enjoy instead of being worried that the soloist will break the high note
0: or, or... So now you're... It's interesting because I, first when you started talking, I really could sense the, the, the stress that the performer can can have and how we can affect the performance but now you also start talking about the stress that the audience can have
1: yes towards true. the performer yeah
0: so i mean in some situation like this is a very stressful experience for both parties it could be yes and could be
1: very long 5 minutes if hmm. if you if you, uh, if, you the, if the soloist is uh, is too tense and you ju- and you can feel it in it even the first seconds as a, as an audience you can feel, is this soloist comfortable in their body? And uh, Because what you lose contact to when you're nervous is the body. And if you're not grounded in your body, then then you can feel it.
0: uh, Mm. And um, can you remember last time that you had that impression that the soloist was not comfortable and you could see I
1: remember once standing at a big festival uh, with my vocal group in, um, that was in Poland, and we were doing the Bach's... um, H H minor mass a big concert and we had a tenor soloist that was he he couldn't sing the right score because he was his uh, technique had got um, very bad he might have been sick or something like that but anyway that was really really awful Dieter Fischer Diska was the conductor and and he was uh, kind of Turning his eye toward the ceiling, towards the the choir and the orchestra, and that was a very, very uncomfortable situation for everyone, for the audience, for us as singers in the choir, because we could see this conductor just, who sent that man? I would have preferred somebody else, but mm. but he didn't have chance to get another soloist. But sometimes I experienced in in um, several situations that the conductor sent home a singer and got another uh, okay. person. Yeah,
0: and so. On the opposite side of the of, of things, you also remember um, uh, a moment when you felt the the performance was wonderful. And also, can you tell us what are the things that you looked at to um, get the impression that the the soloist was absolutely comfortable and at the top of his uh, capabilities?
1: I think you can, um, as an audience, you can feel that very, very easily because you uh, you see a a performer who can relax and who can maybe smile to the other people that they are playing together with, who are flexible in the body and uh, having joy, and you can see the soloist enjoying making music, and I think that's very um, uh, secu- very good way to see if people can or, or musicians enjoy because it, that's all it's about isn't it uh, enjoy making music when you get the chance you should have the, the mm. possibility of enjoying
0: <laughs> and is it something that uh that can be um uh pretended
1: yeah, if you have a tough day, I mean we are all people, we are mm. all just humans. So so uh, sometimes our children are sick or families are not on the top. So so of course you 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 can pretend mm. a lot because mm. that's that's how actors are doing all the time and as a musician of course you can do the same. Uh it might not be your best performance but you can you can get through a lot of things mm. when you are a trained performer. Yeah.
0: And that really applies to many other areas of life um being smiling, having an open um, uh, body position being uh, flexible
1: yeah that's uh, what did you say first uh, that
0: w- that applies to m- other areas of, of life oh
1: yeah that's that's uh, that's how you meet your your essential at uh, when you're studying when you have an exam' that's mm. actually exactly the same that you go in when you have an open body and a smile and um i just read the other day in a book called um, uh upward spiral by a neuroscientist called alex korb that smiling cheats the brain mm. it just cheats the brain to 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 tell you that it's not so bad come on and and your the people around you also have another attitude if you mm-hmm. if you actually give them a smile so so for anyone going to make a powerpoint position presentation <laughs> or going to an exam keep smiling because uh, if you're prepared that that gives you something to the whole gives something to the whole body to the brain it's just one thing that you can do yeah. releases the
0: chemicals yeah exactly mm.
1: exactly that's true mm. So that you can use it everywhere, that the, the self-confidence and the power pose of your body. It's a very simple thing. There's, a, there's this girl called Amy Cuddy. She did an excellent job with the res- research. How, how little can you do to make your body in the right position before you enter the door of your performance? <laughs> Amy Cuddy. So
0: what... Um what do you? What does she say? Or what? You, what are your learnings on that? What would you do if you would enter the room?
1: Well, what she found out that she she did some research. Uh, how little can you do to, to strengthen your body before you get into, uh, a, position where you really need to show something, mm. and um, she found out that two minutes of standing with your hands in the side, or doing as athletes putting your hand over your head that releases some male uh, hormones in your body testosterone and uh, some other hormones that that's just boosting the body instead of sitting in a corner and putting your body together and not being able to face what you are going into mm. so so this opening of the body mm. and connecting with the breath is is really step 1 when you are in, pr- in pressure
0: yeah, it sounds like a, a primal way almost to like take ownership, gain confidence. Yeah, like and show she, assertiveness.
1: Absolutely, and she she, she uh, compares it with the cat and uh, uh, any animal who gets mm. big when yeah. they want to to prove something mm. or stand up to something. So yeah. you, it's, it's a very basic animal way of. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and
0: I, I'm 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 quite fascinated because I, it's noticeable that some people naturally have that position. Yes, uh, and somebody ex- takes it easily. Yeah. Very, yeah, or takes it. So that's something yeah. that someone can make a conscious effort. Yes, to pick you can up. absolutely. You can learn yeah.
1: it. I sometimes I tell people that you can actually try to when you walk on the street or, or the uh, what um, among other pedestrians, you can actually how do I react myself? Do I always take a step to to let the other ones pass by me, or or do I keep going taking my space so they move? I switch a little because I e- actually first of all I would like to move to for them but sometimes no I also have the right to go straight mm. out here <laughs> and that's the way of taking your space <laughs>
0: mm. and there's so much there's so much that goes into that um, uh decision that's not e- it's not very conscious uh, do I step on the side or do I go through
1: no no I think that's some people just take more space and if you're not a person taking space you you could learn it. Mm. Mm. In a s- certain situations, you have to take it. Mm. Particularly if you want to stand in front of other people to tell them things or want to be a soloist as a musician, you have to take that space. The mm. audience expect it mm. Mm. and get really annoyed if, that, if you don't. Mm.
0: Is there any... Um what we're just talking about made me think of being an introvert or being a, an extrovert
1: yes absolutely because you can have um, extrovert persons will have it it will be so much easier for them as introvert you you might be a very sensible person a sensitive musician or so you have a, a wonderful way of expressing yourself but <coughs> of course that will be very stressful for an introvert person but you, as those persons can really gain from these techniques the the body posture and the breathing and the visualization where you see yourself taking this space that it it's actually expected with if you mm. want to go to make these auditions and
0: um, as a as a musician is if ever you could uh, say something in general or for people that uh, you know of that you work with. Um, in a day or a week of a musician is most of the time spent alone or spent with others?
1: Um, I think particular musicians uh, instrumentalists as a classical instrumentalist are are playing a lot of time of hours alone in their practice room. Um, So practicing four, five, six hours a day alone maybe with a piano player or that then of course it's a big contrast to go on stage, but a lot of people love it, and, and that's a f- we have to remember that they, you want to do the music. So so when you're in the group or playing together with with others, you don't feel the same pressure. It's then you're you're just joining together and two plus two is five, right? As a quartet, you can you get more out of uh, each other when you're mm. together. Mm. So. Um, so um,
0: yeah that's quite a quite a transition coming from a, a a room solo room where one plays alone to being in front of 2000 people.
1: Yeah. I think you have to work on this uh, building this bridge from your room and t- to the audience uh, from your early years and uh, mm. I, I know a lot of uh, wonderful music teachers who make small concerts for the students uh, but uh, the pressure doesn't get less when you get more and more professional. The 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 when you get closer and closer to final uh, to end your studies, and you have to prove for yourself and for the, those around you that you are full fully professional musician. That's actually where I experience the pressure being big on people, and also being out for a couple of years and uh, str- struggling. Some people, of course, succeed immediately, and some do, some does it b- before they leave the conservatory, or they always already have uh, jobs in orchestras. And but that's yeah. And then you have all the others who have to struggle a little more, and um, and that's where you you have to have a strategy for mental training as a as a musician, I think. In the states and uh, England, I think they do. They've been doing this for many years, and when I wrote my thesis at the university 20 years ago, um, we found all our material uh, books and literature in the state and from England, and um, and I think it's coming slowly <laughs> in, in Denmark.
0: And um, before we go on to the strategy of mental training, I'd like to take a quick step back to. Um, and talk about the difference between those musicians that make it before they even finish their studies and those who struggle for several years. Mm. What is the difference between those two kinds of people?
1: You have, as we had Mozart those days, you still have some uh, some young uh, people, young students who are extremely talented. So it's just very very easy For them to 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 play and to to express themselves um, not only uh, as a fully proof musician and uh, with a lot of uh, sensitive expression it's also easy for them to to be technical very very good so i think that's 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 just the top talents that as you have in every sport you have some uh, some people who are very talented and you have uh, you also have that in in every single on in every single mu- uh, instrument uh people who are really from early age mm. very talented and uh, then you have all these other ones who also want to be musicians who also can c- can have a very very good career uh and the turning point for them is to figure out how to practice and how t- and and also to dig into what am I not very good at and then face it f- as early as possible and and to to have the right teachers of course daring to have another a new teacher if you don't uh, do any progress mm.
0: and um, when looking at a sport uh, l- looking at uh, a race uh, hundred meters then um, there's a very very clear uh, identifier of who wins oh yeah it's the first one to cross the line and it's very measurable too yeah. and I was on my bike earlier today and coming um, to work and I thought mm-hmm. is it that easy to differentiate um, good to great uh, performers and specifically because um, for me as a non-expert of it it, would, it could almost come down to uh, personal preference whether I like that singer better than the other so yeah. I wondered what was your perspective uh, on that.
1: It, it's not at all like like uh, athletics or, or sport because you can't measure the same thing. You, you, it's always about how touches a musician your soul, and that's a very very difficult thing to to uh, to have into your judgment when you have, particularly when you are sitting in a jury. Very often, the best candidate is just very convincing uh so but you can have two who are very convincing so, and mm. then you <laughs> end up then you end up where you can't uh, measure the, the 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 tiniest bits as you can in a 100 meter mm. in, in olympic games but then then it is feelings i felt this and i she touches me he touched me and he was very convincing in this and that area and and you can actually have two candidates who are, very, are, are having Half of the jury want that one, half of the other want the mm. other one. Sometimes they split the testing period, so you have <laughs> half a year each. It's, it's not very often, but, mm. but I, exper- yeah, mm. yeah, I try
0: that. And um, when, you, when you say uh, an artist uh, touching you, your soul, do you remember last time that happens? And um, what thoughts come up? What, How does it feel?
1: I think uh, from for my sake, it f- just feels like you you just relax and you just concentrate on this uh, on the sound and the uh, performer and <clears> you <throat> actually forget everything uh, around you. you. you just relax re- uh, and uh, enjoy. and um, <clears throat> I think that's that's very much the thing when, when you get touched by something, that you lose your the time and place and you just get dragged into this this performer.
0: Hmm. There's some likeliness to meditating almost uh, from what I hear here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I don't think this meditating. Or uh, when I. F- when I hear people s- mm. doing music, but I can get. Uh, it can get. Um, very, yeah, yeah, physical. That you, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the best way I can explore it. Is Let me it uh, that you forget. I'll I'll I'll,
0: yeah, I'll rephrase. Um, what I think what I was trying to say is, um, what I want to say was, is, um, meditation. I know you meditate, we talked about it, uh, mm. some other day, and meditation, um, helps you focus on the moment and. Focus your nat- your attention on on something. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I was hearing you say something quite similar to being able to really focus on the performance and isolate from everything else. And I was, it got me uh, wonder if uh, <coughs> you, now that you're you've got a uh, experience meditating and uh, um, you're more capable than before to really get into that performance and uh, just focus on it and let it go through you.
1: Yeah, could be could be that you are you are very go- uh, trained in in um in enjoying the moment right now mm. here and now but i also think as a perfor as an audience y- you 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 have the choice of uh, of being in the in the now right now <coughs> and um and letting everything out and that's i think it's very much a choice when you when you go and sit on the in a concert mm. Leave your phone. Don't check the. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was about to
0: talk about that. I was about to to talk about the phone and um, <coughs> when I see people uh, taking their phones out to record something and focusing most uh, mostly on the phone than more mm-hmm. on the phone than the performance, uh, I, I, it's not the way I want it to be. Uh,
1: no, but it, um, uh, you know, I'm I'm so old. I feel sometimes I feel really old that when we were thirty years ago, when I was twenty, um, we just. Had this very strong experience of something, and then we, then we, of course, talked a lot about it afterwards because we had to remember each other mm. being at a big concert. Whoa, and this and that, and um, we didn't have any film. We didn't have mm. uh, our own posts on Facebook, uh, but um, I think both is good. But but uh, of course, you can be very much. Right here, and, mm. and leave this phone. And I think it's going to be more and more trendy leaving the phone <laughs> and <then> just <laughs> <Yeah>. enjoying <laughs> the moment.
0: Um, someone, uh, so someone uh, told me the other day. I was uh, we were talking about what it takes to be a musician, and uh, and uh, that friend of mine uh, was uh, talking about as a musician uh, rehearsing all the time, all the time, all the time, and even to get very very minimal improvements and he said that he almost need to be an artist almost need to be crazy you know to do that
1: i I, um, in in some ways right but but i think i would say it in another way i would say it that you are lucky as a musician if you love to practice um i consider i I'm lucky I'm lucky because I I like the practice uh, situation I like the detailed exercising and uh, the curiosity of how dif- how you can do things in different way and uh, the perfection of uh, of some tec- technical skills and I think that's a gift that uh, for, for at least for for, for yeah, I, th- I think it's for even it's, it doesn't matter if it's jazz or pop, whatever music you make. If you love to work on details, technical details, um, you are lucky because <laughs> that's that's make that makes you last and that makes you that nourishes your curiosity the whole life through um, as as a musician. And you you can you also if you are technically well established. That uh, helps you a lot when you are getting ill or damages and uh, stuff that doesn't really work. When you are uh, when you are um, playing, you have to get back on in your lab uh, and uh, and work over and over again. And then, but but the the uh, at the same time you have to have concerts because just practicing on your own is really really boring. You <laughs> have to have concerts playing. Mm. For an audience playing among other people, as l- at, at least that how I feel it, it makes so much more sense when I have concerts. So, uh,
0: is it the um, one of the motivators? To yes, that absolutely, absolutely. Mm.
1: That is a m- strong motivator for for practicing and finding repertoire, um, getting things done. Uh, then you have you have deadlines that mm. you make deadlines for for yourselves or mm. have deadlines. Mm. That's that always yeah. gives motivation.
0: So, how did you start your career? My yeah. career? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I didn't want to be a musician. I was told to have a proper education,
0: <laughs> which is not being a <laughs> <laughs> musician. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, not in my family. Um, I think my father hoped that I could be a banker or something like that, but I don't like very much. The numbers or the math or anything. So that was a bad solution. But I, so I, I wanted to be a uh, physiotherapist, but I always spent uh, time on doing music, singing, and took singing lessons. And uh, I moved from the island Bornholm to Copenhagen after my, uh, uh, what's called, exam when I was Mm nineteen. And um, I still continued doing music, singing, and. Suddenly there was a friend of mine, I said, why don't you start studying music? You spent so much time. on. whoa, I hadn't really thought of that because that was not an issue. I uh. didn't know anyone being a musician. Uh, but then I decided, okay, why not? Let me try it. And uh, I was very hungry when I <laughs> dedicated when I first started. Um, first, I studied at university which is um, a theoretical, practical education. So I, it was not a conservatory, but I, um, I found out during the first two or three years I wanted to focus on singing. And I wrote all the papers I could about singing, singing technique, performance technique, and um, went to the States to study in Seattle and Los Angeles to study singing and performance. And um, I in the middle of my studies there was a friend of mine who told me why don't you go to an audition for this choir because i think your voice will fit there so i actually started as a professional singer before i ended my studies because then i got into that group called Ars Nova and we did a lot of renaissance music um, mm. and i started traveling all world around in, in the middle of my studies so so that's that's how i actually ended up being a professional musician and uh, <laughs> and we we talked a um, little early on. We talked about these very, very, very skilled young uh, students. And I think if you are in an uh, environment where you where you talk about being a musician very early on, and you get the best teachers uh, early on, you get into a community where you have very good t- teachers and do good concerts very early. I think that's 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 also part of. Having the possibility of of starting early enough, because as a as an instrumentalist you have to start very early. Mm. Um,
0: and and being part of the community does that allow you to um, share good practices, techniques compared to one another, talk about progress.
1: Yeah, talking about the uh, progress and uh, getting uh, the the best teachers and uh, getting to play together and. Uh, I think there's a lot of music schools these days who have programs for young talent and those who are more talented. Mm-hmm. So they, for, before they get to conservatory, actually are on right spot mm-hmm. and they have uh, um, all different kinds of uh, um, skills that can help them being professional musicians.
0: And uh, did you have uh, any mentor, um, someone you look up to and got advice from when you started?
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- I got a wonderful t- uh, singing teacher and she was very important for me. And uh, and uh, also I met um, a lady called Marion Weltman. Uh, she lives still in Seattle, and uh, she made a big change for me as a singing teacher, because she opened up the the world. And uh, she I went to Seattle to study several times, and. Um, She had been singing in Germany as an opera singer herself, and she was really, really professional. She really, if (laughs) I had a lesson and I stayed in her basement and I went down and listened to my recording, and if I didn't fix the things that she told me the one day to the next day, I really felt I was wasting her time. And that—that's the kind of teachers that you really get tuned to how it's to be a professional music because that's how it is to work with a professional conductor if you make a mistake they expect you to know how to fix it right on and uh,
0: so you had a personality that worked well with that
1: yeah that was uh, that she really mm. learned me the the skills of being a true professional the, the responsibility you have for your for yourself and your own career and you the, your approach to being a professional musician
0: and you said she opened the world
1: yes i think she opened the world for me as well yeah (laughs) how well because um i well she uh, in in the states they have so many wonderful singers and they they talking about where you want to go to audition and how you do it and they're very efficient and and very professional um how how do you want your career to be and this very strategic way of looking at uh, a professional perform, being a professional performer, and uh, how do, how you're s- you're responsible for for yourself to take action when you're when you if you don't have any jobs, what do you want to do? Wh- how can your next what can your next step be to to when you have a freelance t- uh, life?
0: And that's something you learned, uh, you developed there. Yeah, Is I there. think that's that's yeah.
1: um, that was a part of it. Yes. Mm.
0: Um, and so you were singing for um, several years, and um, mm-hmm. specifically, I, I like to uh, start talking about that moment when you couldn't sing anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a sad, ex- sad experience. Yeah, I got a whiplash accident uh, mm-hmm. into a whiplash accident four years ago. At The first one and a half year, I didn't realize I couldn't sing anymore, I, I thought it was I would get back on track um, every single day. I did my exercises and I saw a lot of therapists or, um, yeah, I had relaxing and training. And I think I did all the stuff I could, could do. But after one and a half year, I had to realize being a singer is extremely physical. And the funny thing today, I can say that, is that I actually never realized that before, because being a singer was so much just me the way i i approached my life and and uh, maybe i was tired after doing a big concert but that's just okay then you do some stretching and some yoga and uh, then you're on track again and, and those first when i was um, having this uh, whiplash accident actually i could feel the tension in my neck and I couldn't solve it which was (laughs) yeah so that was very depressing I got a depression when I suddenly had uh, after one and a half year I had to realize I'm not going to solve this
0: (coughs) and um, during this uh, first one and a half year um, so you 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 said you didn't realize Um, did others notice that the performance was not what it used to be
1: yeah, and I noticed myself all the time as well. <coughs> because when your body is not fully functioning, you lose concentration because you all, I always had these thoughts going, oh, uh how can I cope with this? And how, what about now now we have the most difficult piece uh, at the end of the rehearsal. How uh now I'm tired now. I, I should actually have a rest now. I'll have a rest in an hour and I was have this Ongoing thoughts of this is going to cost me a lot and stress my body, stress my nervous system, and um, yeah, that was um, ongoing thoughts. Mm. Took a lot of energy, and and I think my co- closest colleagues and we we realized that at the same time that uh, how much, when, how long, how long will it will it last? And at the, mm. the end, you could truly see that this won't. won't
0: did you could you remember at the time someone who had been in the same situation as you? Mm,
1: no, because I don't know anyone uh, who has had that kind of accident. Uh, do you think as a musician or? Yeah, as a yeah. No, I haven't have because I was. People have had um, uh, what's called uh, when you hit your head um, mm. and you have this what's called in the in English I don't know. When you shake your head and you yeah. have to be quiet head for trauma. head yeah. trauma, yeah. I I know some a violin player, and it took her took her actually a couple of years to get okay. through that.
0: And so, what you had was would, would something that could happen in a car crash, for example, if uh, mm-hmm. you hit from behind. So then your head goes ver- much farther than it, it's supposed to do, and yes. the neck uh, mm-hmm. and all the muscles are hurt.
1: Yeah, the the muscles and all the in your neck, you have all these nervous, uh the nervous system going to to mm. the brain, and it gets it gets a trauma. Yeah, mm. so so it, it and with, when as a singer you you use your upper body and your neck and your head to express the music all the time, and you have this supporting stuff going on all the time that you use your support, and it it's, it drags up through the neck, and if you have really heavy music, being uh, over 100 people in the symphony orchestra and 74 people in in, in the choir, in the National Danish Radio mm-hmm. Choir, you can't just be quiet and, and not sing, because it's such a re- reflection to, that you just sing when you have to sing and the music is playing. So it's not possible to, to save yourself or just to be on half... Um, uh, um, so you play yourself as 50 percent of what you're capable of, because when you're in the this big machine going, and the conductor is conducting like crazy, and want to have the last uh, three pages of the music as powerful of, as possible, then you just go with it, and <laughs> and you realize afterwards, whoa, that was tough and that's what normally when you're not when you're in a good physic uh, shape you just have a beer afterwards and then then you go home and sleep and that's a, that's okay mm-hmm. but having a whiplash uh, ribla- so damage that doesn't make it possible
0: so you can you can do that at that moment
1: no I, I had to realize that I couldn't uh, and it was too stressful to, s- to keep to keep going so I decided after two years I I lost my job and I wanted to Got wanted to I, I decided to be an entrepreneur <laughs> <laughs> I decided mm. to be an entrepreneur because uh, before I got my full time employment in the National Danish ready Choir um, as a solo solo singer and ensemble singer I've um, been freelance musician for 15 years so i always been creating my own jobs um, so th- it was good solution for me to to try to 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 make a new life where i could have something to say myself and make my days look like i want them to to Mm-mm. be mm. so i don't have a boss who tells me <laughs> <laughs> when to start working or when to end so and that's that's a good thing for me yeah. right now
0: <laughs> but uh, you also enjoyed the your bosses or mentors to be tough on you so now you are you tough on yourself
1: yeah, I think that's uh, well. Yeah. yeah, being a, a freelance musician mm. and being an entrepreneur and be having your own company—I don't know how many hours I work, but I—I I decide when I work, want to work myself. Mm. So that's mm. a big, di- the big challenge. Mm-hmm. And um, different.
0: I'm very. I've been waiting impatiently for this moment of the discussion too, when I can get um, uh, your experience um, on how to get out of what where you were at that moment a year and a half in and uh specifically and maybe a a point to start with is that we were on the phone the other day and and you you told me that you started walking every day
1: yeah because i got a depression i got uh, when i had to realize that i wouldn't get back to the group um, i was singing into i i got yeah i had I got everything else got dark and i I got a depression um I was also very tired because I've been struggling so much to fix mm. it, uh, so I think i didn't i wasn't in a hospital or anything like that, but i didn't just didn't have any energy but i I started walking yeah i i had this i had this all through the whole whiplash thing that i first of all I took a walk because I woke up very i had a headache every single day for many years. But I could first of all I could go for a walk, and I live in a nice place where I have a nice walk with wonderful trees, and I love the shift of the of the year, and so. so and afterwards, I could decide how many pills I needed that day, <laughs> but but I experienced that walking was very essential, and that uh, made a big difference for me.
0: How did you find that out?
1: I, it's just. It's just in in my body. I know that I've been always been biking through Copenhagen my whole life. I've been biking when I was a kid, child to school every single day, and I love walking in the forest. And my husband and my girls, and my f- as a family, mm-hmm. we do a lot of walking. I've been trekking in Nepal and uh, in Pakistan, and uh, um, so so walking is a e- an easy way for me to to. To get out in fresh air, and I love fresh air in my head and my hair, mm. and I think it should be uh, possible for everyone to have fresh air, yeah, <laughs> <So laughs> so every day.
0: And uh, that, that would be the first thing of the day that you would do. Yeah, m- before breakfast.
1: Yeah, could be and or uh, after. Or after yeah? when the kids went to school. Yeah.
0: And uh, how, what time of the morning would that be?
1: That would be around uh, eight o'clock. Yeah. Mm.
0: When a it's still nice eight. and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, that impacted you at the time
1: yes and then I found out that actually when people work with depression and uh, therapists do that, walking is actually affecting the body in a very positive way Uh, then you get uh, sunlight you get uh, exercise and you and you don't have to do running. You can actually just walk. And that makes a big, big difference for the body and mm. the connections in the brain. And that's why I, walking you make, made me think. And yes. I could, uh, I saw this... Uh, I have this one picture, which was very clear. I did a long walk one day. And I saw my music- life as a musician. If I looked staying into this musician professional life, it was just absolutely dark. And then when I looked... In the in the other way, I could see a tunnel, but I could see the light through that tunnel. So that was that was a kind of sign for me. Also, I couldn't just stay struggling. I had to take the chance to make a new life. And um, and that's what walking can. It makes these connections in your brain that you <laughs> you can't. Sit in a, in a, your sofa or in front of a computer to get these connections. You have to walk. You have to move to get these uh, signups uh, connecting in the brain. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting.
0: Did you pick up other things along the way? To oh uh, yeah,
1: I did. Th- that I wanted to have th- my own company. I wanted what I wanted to uh, be specifically good at and. Uh, I did it. As a lo- I used it a lot of for memory as well. Uh, being in when I worked as a musician, also if I had to learn texts, mm. I could do walking and uh, uh, memorizing.
0: That's a great advice because uh, lately I've I've find out that I've got a, a terrible memory. It's not as good as I w- would want to. Mm. So I often joke about it, saying I'm uh, like a, se- a seventy years old man. So <laughs> maybe I, maybe I should couple walking with other things to better yeah, remember. The maybe you <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> should and um, you meditate or well, you've been meditating
1: yes I do I started many years ago uh, that was I trained Alexander Technique to to get this balanced uh, professional singing instrument um, and as a a musician. I had rehearsals in the morning, and I had two or three hours off mid of the day, and then I went off again to do ha- rehearsal in the afternoon or in the evening. And I can't sleep during day. And sometimes I found myself being so tired in the afternoon that I found out if I could have this power nap, this meditative power nap, just ten, twelve minutes in the middle of the day, then makes uh, made a huge difference for me. Um, so I started, I guess, twenty years ago. To have this kind of power nap, and now it turned more to be a kind of meditation. But uh, I also just accept to have a quiet mind for for a while during day, and I find that very um, useful for, to work with my breath, connecting to the body and connecting, have a little bit of peace and consuming what I'm been what I'm doing actually.
0: And. um when some thoughts arise during that moment how do you, what do you do with that
1: um you can accept them and just uh, think um, thank you you pass by right now i'll get back to you <laughs> and, <laughs> and or just uh, gently get back to your breathing and uh, and uh, acknowledge that that you, the thoughts will come pass by but i don't give them so much notice sometimes i also have to give up this is not the day but, but mostly i i have these 5 10 15 minutes and i also get sometimes i take a guided med- meditation if i need some inspiration or have to have another voice in your ear can be very very efe- efficient or nice way also to to get a relaxed uh, body
0: hmm. i still have mixed feelings on that because um um I've tried guided meditation too, and um, I o- almost tell myself that it's a bit cheating on the purpose of completely emptying the mind. That I'm, I'm not capable of doing it, and therefore I'm filling it up with someone else's voice mm-hmm. than mine. Yeah. So.
1: I use it for calming the body, mm. because I have this electric body that needs to do a thousand things. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you know that feeling, but if you have ex- a very high level of energy and a lot of ideas popping into your head all the time, mm. uh, it, it, I found it a good thing for me to, to have another voice, to cheat me. Mm. I accept that.
0: Mm. <laughs> and. I'd like to couple what you s- just said with uh, something you said earlier. Um, so you were a very uh, strong proponent of uh, having a methodology and looking back on one's work to improve it over time, and that's also something that we talked about in uh, another discussion we had. So, always go back, look what can I improve, what should I have done differently. So that's something that you do a lot.
1: What could I yeah but not in a but not in a negative way like I should have done that or I should have done this. No, I I do it very, very cool. I thing I took those choices, but next time what could I do then? What could I uh, this analytical way of uh, of um if I if I wasn't me uh, listening to this recording which is me uh, doing playing together with it, what would I tell myself? What would I? Uh, what would I say? Um, and so it's it's always in um, constructive way is that called? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's uh, things that I can is realistic that I can y- use to to improve. But it should be um, possible. Very very impossible. That uh, very <laughs> <laughs> important that it is possible. Uh, because else, th- it doesn't give any meaning n- to mm. me.
0: And you've applied that to as a singer, but also in your everyday life.
1: Um, yeah, I think so. It, uh, sometimes I get into stuff that is quite difficult, but then I try to get some t- t- somebody to help me. Um, mm. But but doing things step by step and 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 also. Getting a mentor. For, I use mentors all the time to, to do some uh, to help me look at things that I do.
0: And how does that work? How do you? How does that work?
1: That's ex- the great ex- inspiration because it. Um, I get their eyes to look at my business or my writing or my singing or whatever I do. I get somebody to who uh, who wants to give me. Uh, const- constructive and positive feedback, so I can grow. And I, I always interested in it. How can I, how can I improve things? I, I think that's very interesting. <laughs> I, I get uh, that makes me a kick, uh, gives me a kick. Um,
0: and how do you find those mentors?
1: I find them in- inspiring. I choose them myself. So, so um, yeah. I pay them. So, <laughs> so I think. Um, i i pick and choose mm. it's uh, r- the right person for the right moment
0: so is there a, a company that you use for that uh, how how does that work
1: um, i use um, i use uh, i had a singing teacher for many many years mm. and i i have uh, yeah it's it's uh, it's small companies or people working with the uh, with entrepreneurs or right i have um, i have a um, a young girl, employed also, who I do enjoy the the communication a lot with, because then you can, I have this idea. What about that? I I am an ensemble person. I I love I love being a part of a uh, community. So so um, so I can I need this uh, communication with other people, and that I find actually that's the most difficult part of not being a musician anymore, that I'm not in the groups that I used to be. Mm.
0: Um, do you re- have you replaced that with some other activities where you're in the group?
1: Yeah, I do. I have um, friends who are entrepreneurs that I do writing with, I do meet with them every week, and um, I have uh, another girl I'm building new courses with. And um, yeah, so I d- I'll find it, I'm sure I'll find <laughs> it. I see it, I visualize it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're happy this year? I days? just
1: have to be patient. Yeah, um, things will. We'll find a way.
0: Patience is uh, a thing to learn.
1: It is. It's difficult.
0: Yeah. And uh, trust time. Yeah. Someone, say, uh, someone said one to me once, uh, "Trust yourself and trust time."
1: Yeah, and that's very true. I, I try to do that mm. a lot.
0: And, uh, because
1: sometimes we can't see which steps we are going to move, but, but at least, we, but uh, at the same time, we take some choices, and which gives us, us the, the direction suddenly it fits. It's it's very interesting for me where I am today because I, one I, wrote this thesis at my university about the performance anxiety, and then I didn't really know that I what I'm going to use it for. But I knew that when I was 60 or se- I would use it, but <laughs> <laughs> because as a singer you stop singing when you are 58, uh, something like that. I I knew I couldn't stay with a full time job so I knew I was going to do something but then I had this uh, professional life and then this accident came actually that, woo, it's now you have to do all this stuff combining your whole life with your experience from being a professional yeah. singer, being in auditions in a year- jury with your th- all the theory that you picked up earlier on so that's that's I don't know, it's very interesting yeah
0: uh, were you about to say well, that was great or
1: now it's great yeah. <laughs> I find it very interesting <laughs> because it, I can um, I can use all I know now I can so
0: you haven't it's it's interesting because when I when we have uh, these these talks and uh, one thing that I'm really that I enjoy to hear is people who been put in a situation that was very difficult and dramatic change, and some would have stopped something from one day to the other. For example, a runner being completely injured and not being able to run. And then my first thought was, well, then he didn't run for a year. But no, he found another way to exercise Mm. his his body in the way that was close to running, so to find some sort of middle grounds. Mm. And I hear that with you again today, saying, so I had this accident, I couldn't uh, sing professionally anymore. but. Studied this company, and I'm doing something that's I'm using a lot of yeah. the skills that I develop as a singer, and now mm. using them for something else.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's the way. And I also sing still, but I just uh, pl- I'm just planning the singing jobs so they fit me. Hmm. So so I I'm in charge of how these jobs are constructed or how they uh, hmm. how, how they are
0: yeah build up and it's interesting because when i hear when i hear you talk about this and how you're in charge of it of it it really feels from my perspective that that was such a great way for you to gain back control over something that was almost Mm. put on top of you like this is an accident you have you might have no control of that this happens to you and now Several times you repeated that you're in charge and you're the boss and it sounds Mm. like it was almost a great way to Get back control and a grip on on life.
1: Yes, it was and um, It's not it has claimed so much patience because uh, my body is not I cannot work full-time I'm getting closer to being able to work full-time but but I haven't been able because I get headache Mm. all the time so so patience and um, acknowledging what I do, all that on my way is is a big, big part of it, and a big part of of gaining this self confidence in this new area. So, so I had uh, with me all the time that okay, today I had so much headache, but I but I looked a little into something that was good and i did small things all the time and i and that's a very interesting thing that that if you keep on track and just do little every single day that's uh, that's very efficient in the long term mm.
0: um, improve a percent every day and you you improve a lot by the end of the year yeah yeah excellent and um, do you keep some some how do you do you actually keep a formal track of those things you improve or not what, uh, what do you mean do you uh, do you make a list of those things that you've uh, improved over time this year and then you look back to it How does oh
1: I can see that on my website because yeah. <laughs> I created <laughs> <This> <laughs> courses the work and too. workshops yeah. and uh, and blog and mm. blogging and uh, yeah so that's uh, yeah. And, and also making money I mean I'm an entrepreneur and I could uh, uh, if I didn't uh, succeed I have to close my company but I I enjoy yeah. starting mm. earning some money these days as well so I can I, it's also quite practical but I can also see it on the products that I that I'm that I developed because mm. I developed online courses and things that that's not uh, on the market for for singers so far mm. in Denmark
0: and how's that going?
1: I'm sorry I'm fighting yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting I'm going my news the new latest thing I'm mm. doing is uh, making webinars I'm going to do webinars okay.
0: yeah and so that's fun yeah I
1: hope.
0: and um so that's the the new you, and as I was, maybe I've said it already in a different way, but um, I'll say it again. Um, it's v- it was it's very interesting to hear you um, talk about almost a before and an after. It is that. before and after, and some and you also talking about that initially you had in mind that you might do what you're doing now, but when you were 60 or something, much later in life, mm-hmm. and. Um, some i'm very interested in finance too and personal finance and some people talk a lot about retiring early so they can really truly do what they're looking forward to mm. and as if the first part of their career was the very difficult and mm. they were not enjoying what they do and then they only they start when once they retire early but it's it sounds for you was
1: it's, y- it's completely different yeah. i Always expected to be working till i'm seventy seventy five I expect to die in front of the piano or something <laughs> like that teaching my students yeah yeah, yeah. so so and you um, enjoyed uh, yeah I get that's that's this passionate thing that you mm. uh, a lot of musicians or artists have that will keep you go aga- oh f- until you are s- yeah mm. really dying uh, and um, so for me it's it's not an issue of retiring early and i never <laughs> think of retiring actually
0: yeah <laughs> i guess i uh, yeah and i used that example to uh really highlight that um some people at some point want to switch to a car that they actually enjoy more than the first one mm-hmm. but you did enjoy very much the first one the first part and yes. now you're getting to enjoy the second part yes i ho- and you you um uh, you actually helped me so much here because I wanted to go back to um, auditions uh, for uh, performers. And that's something that that I truly admire is the... Uh, for me, I have this this impression that one can go to a hundred auditions and never get a part. And I'm f- almost fascinated by that uh, motivation of keeping on going and not knowing the outcome very much. Mm. Um Maybe that's a biased view that I have of it. Maybe people can actually have a gut feeling, okay, I'm good enough to get the part and I'm going to go do it. But Um, what motivates people to go to 200? uh, (laughs) 200 (laughs) dishes, that's a lot. I'm using a big number. (laughs) No, that's
1: a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, I think the motivation is that you are so connected to your instrument that you can't uh, see yourself doing anything else at all. It's. N- it's not. Everyone is not doing like that. A lot of musicians are having part-time jobs, beside and and trying to make this career coming at the s- uh, at the same time. So they do d- double jobbing. But um, it. it um, you have to have good uh, teachers, and you have to you have to get to play also to pl- to be in in ensembles to to get motivated because you have to use yourself as musicians or else you, you lose the training also. You, you have to be in a, a top professional environment. But it's not easy. It's very, very tough. And it doesn't get easier uh, the 5th, 2nd, 7th, 10th time or the 50th because, um, of course, you know that you can get, there can come somebody, we call it the black, the dark horse, somebody can come you don't, haven't, ever, haven't ever heard about the person it can just apply for the job and maybe they are the best on the day and that's very tough going to auditions you don't have time to present yourself you just have four or five minutes to be on absolutely doing your absolute best um and and the jury is very picky <laughs> so it is a very tough job because uh, normally when people go to a job employment interview you'll have time to chat a little and you'll have a sip of coffee or some water and you'll get sit uh, sit down and uh, and you have a chat maybe 20 minutes 50, 30 minutes but for for these musicians you have to make a peak performance from the very first second B- you have to be in the peak performance state of the body before you enter the room and and that's the big challenge
0: hmm. so that's not one thing you'll be missing too much
1: no i i i <laughs> have ne- never been afraid of doing auditions um because i've always prepared very systematically uh, i'm not it. surprised <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah um, so
0: you prepared very systematically. You were saying, yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah,
1: just very, but mentally and, f- and physic, uh, physically, and
0: go for a walk in the morning, <laughs> running or yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah and th- to to uh, definitely do yoga, a good walk before you go have to make a job interview or an uh, or mm. an audition or anything because that's that's so good for the body. That's extremely good. You use some of the stress hormones, and that's uh, very important.
0: Hmm. thank you so much for today Ola thank you thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today if you do like the podcast please subscribe leave a comment on iTunes or wherever you usually get your podcast this will really help the show and you'll get the next episodes right onto your device as soon as they come out you can find more information on the website, which is conversations that inspire one word. Dot That's conversations that inspire. Dot or you can contact me on Twitter at Romain Podcast. One word. See you on the next episode.